Only God can heal a broken heart. We just have to give him all the pieces. This is Heart Table. Thank you so much for joining us on our third podcast of the Heart Table podcast. We are so excited that you're here, that you're listening in. Again, my friends, Larry Malone, Terry Smith, Bill Roberts, and I am Marcus Miazzo, your host. And we're here to talk a little bit about the core story process. Terry, why don't you tell the folks here what core story is? Today's podcast, we're going to really dig deep on this core story process. And so people know what it is, why it's important, and how they can get involved with it. So Terry, I'm going to let you take it away. Let me begin with just introducing you to how I got into this. It was 1983, and I met with a good friend who had completed his master's in marriage and family therapy, and he showed me this tool called the genogram, which is mapping a person's story over the three generations. And so what was interesting, it was so struck me that you could actually sit and map a person's story. And Larry Malone had that happen to him when he was 32 years old. So this is not a new tool. It was started by a psychiatrist named Murray Bowen in the 40s because they were in mental hospitals and they weren't helping anybody. And what he discovered is we need to see the generational, the connections of people, kind of like a mobile. When you put it over a little baby's bed, you can hit one thing and everything moves. Well, it was revolutionary and it was insightful. It was understanding. So when I did my work in 1988 at Boston University, the genogram was the tool that we used to work with. And what was so interesting is in my doctoral work, I used this tool to do my project on and came out of that with another way to look at it, I guess. Because what happens is when people do their genogram, they see the generational pathology that's handed down to them. For example, my mother and stepmother were both mentally ill. And so I guess I could say I was mentally ill when I started out because I was a lost puppy. So what I turned this into over the last 30 years is what we call the core story, where we map the story over the first 18 years, but I added a different component to it. In everybody's story, and I've done thousands of these in India, Israel, El Salvador, I can name countries I've been in, and just do the story in trauma clinics. And in every single story, I see the greatness of the human being. Mm-hmm. And what I ask people when I map, it's a father, mother, brothers, sisters, fathers, father, and mother, mothers, brothers, sisters. It's a very basic thing. It's not hard to do. But in doing that, I'll ask them, well, who in your life did you experience delighting in you, valuing you? You knew when you came into the room, you counted. Well, it could be the dog, it could be the horse, your best friend, <laughs> your second grade teacher, your, your coach. Who in your life growing up experienced delight? And they would look on that board and they would begin to name a few people. And we'd put a big red star by their name. And it's kind of caught them off guard. And I said, you know, what I've learned is that a human being is absolutely marvelous. In fact, I've come to the conclusion in our philosophy, even of the heart table we're talking about, is there's nothing in the world 
more important than a human being. And so in doing the story, for the first time, they're looking at their story. They're the star. And one of the most fascinating moments is when they're looking at the board and I say, well, I think you missed one of the stars. And they look on the board and they, they look. And when I go to the board with a red marker and I put a big red star on their name, you hmm. see what I believe is human beings are made in the image of God and you're larger than your pain. And so we go into that a little bit. So that's the big component. So they've got the picture of their story over the first 18 years. And then we move, and this has been a developmental process through the years. And these guys on the heart table have all been a part of developing this because Larry Malone and Bill Roberts and Marcus have been a part with me as we've learned and grown as we've done story after story after story. And so we've come up with, in the study of personality, there are three dimensions of personality. There's the head, and there's the heart, and there's the gut. So we got three different dimensions. So one is security and survival, two is affection and esteem, and three is power and control. So by the time a person is 12 years old, they've already made three decisions about their life. Mm-hmm. One around security. How do I survive? When I was in El Salvador, I got this guy and he's 40 years old. I said, when uh, complete the sentence, what I figured out that I need to do to survive is what? He completes a sentence and he says an AK-47 because in that war is a war country and a 12 year old had to pack an AK-47. So mm-hmm. that's rather extreme, I know. But, you know, it's sometimes it's be perfect, be smart, be good. be. Or then I say, well, complete this sentence. What I figured out that I need to do to be loved, to be valued, just complete the sentence. And they look and they start thinking back when they're 12 and they're looking at their board. And I hear, perform to please, be the best, look good. And then I go to power and control. What I figured out that I need to do to control the way people look at me is, and they'll say, Hmm. be strong, be tough, be invisible, be smart, be the smartest, be funny. And so what happens is people develop these gifts. These aren't bad. None of these are bad because that helped the person navigate their life. Then as we get down, I said, now I'm going to go a little deeper. I said, I'd like for you to picture yourself at 12. And they're usually sitting on the couch in my little story room. I said, put your arm around your 12-year-old and tell your 12-year-old what your wound is. Tell that little 12-year-old girl, that little 12-year-old boy, how you felt wounded. And you know what I hear? I was invisible. I was abandoned. I was an outcast. You see, children are the best recorders and worst interpreters. In naming that wound, they reveal, even as a child, Hmm. how they were wounded. Now, the next one is really something, is because When I said that children are the best recorders and worst interpreters, I say, now, what's the gut feeling you have about yourself as a child into your teen years? You know what I hear? I'm not good enough. I'm less than. I don't matter. I'm worthless or it's up to me. And they named that lie. The significant things about the lie in the core story is 95% of people's behavior is driven by a lie. And so they get to name it. It's cognitive, it's visual, and it's experiential. So I'm living that story. And Larry and Bill and Marcus have all done stories. When you are marking this on the board, you're experiencing that person's life. And guess what? Maybe for the first time, for the first time in their life, 
they've had somebody to listen to them. And not only just the little pieces of the story, but you get to hear that first yeah. 18 years. Now, here's the last one, and that's the core truth. And I'll give five choices. If you can find a better one than these choices, then, then, then tell me what it is. So here are the choices that I give. The core truth about you is, one, you have immeasurable value. Two, you're not alone. Three, you're forgiven. Four, you're loved. And five, you're a gift. That's the truth about you. And you know what's so exciting about doing the core story is people don't argue with you because you're just writing down what they're telling you. There's an interesting ancient proverb in the Bible. It says, though it costs all you have, get understanding. When I was in Israel, uh, Norma, I'll call her, which is the name, but I won't give her last name. Norma, she's pushing 70 now, but when she was a young lady, she went and got her master's degree in marriage and family therapy. And when she did her genogram, Larry and Bill, she and Marcus, she went into depression. Because what the genogram is about is about revealing the generational pathology that's handed down. She said the core story is a key that unlocks understanding that and then giving a pathway on how to overcome the lie. I'm not good enough if I'm less than. We believe the core story is a key. It's not about us. It's not about me. I've sat in groups in prison and They've mapped their stories in front of weather, and I see the most beautiful compassion and understanding. We have what we call the heart table. You're going to hear more about it is a group of six to eight people sitting around the table, listening and seeing the greatness in one another. I'm telling you, it's absolutely astounding when you see people in authentic conversation. You see, most people don't know how to go below the waterline and have a good yeah. conversation. So. Core story is about facilitating a key for people to have a good conversation about their own story, listen to other people's story. And so you build a safe place where people, this is confidential. When we do the story, particularly in a group, nobody tells anybody's story. You don't go out of there and say, did you know what so-and-so happened to them? Right. You don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a quick clip of it. You no, know, that's good. You want to? Yeah, I, I got a question for you, Terry. So tell us a little bit about if if you want guys jump in if you have a question for Terry, because really what I want to make sure is people when they're hearing this they're probably asking, well, what does this have to do with me? What can I do with this core story? Maybe talk to them about the tangibility of core story and how they could get started with it. Can you explain that a little bit? Because I know when I when you first introduced Corsair to me, I was like, whoa, this is totally, this must only be reserved for a, a professional like you, uh, a professional that can, you know, do this day in and day out, that they've studied psychology, all that stuff. But is that true for core story? Well, it's, it's really interesting, Marcus. I was teaching in graduate school and co-teaching with one of the professors. We did it for three years and the students just fell in love with the process. And in a three-year master's program, and they went to the administration and said, this is a must for our course. And it was on personality. But I was just adjunct. And so when I left, they had a, a PhD psychology person come in, and they pitched the course out because they said, it's too personal. That's confidential. It, approaching it from the therapist standpoint, you don't put people in that jeopardy. Of course, nobody is ever forced to do their story, but she killed it. And of course, just tanked after that. So there is a philosophy out there that well, you just can't open up 
your heart in a group setting and tell that. Well, core story and what the heart table is about is about building a safe place to see people need four things to heal. They need good information. They need safety. They need time and they need friendship. What we found is that friendship in community where people are building compassionate, empathetic, understanding relationships allows people room to find their way. So it's not about anybody telling how to live your life, but as one lady put it, she said she just felt like she was the star. Larry and Bill and I were there when a young lady, young married lady with her husband, we mapped her story and she just lit up for an hour. She had four people and she was the star. And we just responded with great respect and great appreciation for her story. So there's a philosophy that says, well, you just got to keep it quiet. Well, we're not trying to be therapists. I'm trained, but my belief is that you give people safety, good information, time, and community with friends. Marvelous things happen that are mysterious. That's awesome. Can you can you tell that that's great stuff? I mean, I know when I first came across this process, I was like, okay, I'm a little nervous. I'm going to do this on my youth, uh, on my group. I had a, I had a group of guys that I got together with with uh, on a weekly basis. So I went up to him. I said, guys, there's this thing called core story that I was introduced to. And I think it would be awesome if we could do this together. And at first, some of them were like, well, how deep are we going to go here? So, well, it's, we're going to go deep. And, but, you know, we convinced them. And once I went through it, it was a couple times, it was a learning curve. But after the, probably the second time it started flowing and, it's probably the best thing I've ever done with these guys. So my question to you is, Terry, how would they start this core story process? Can you, well, can, uh, how, how would they get involved let me, with this? Let me begin with, yeah. the way to break that ice is not to ask somebody else to do their story, is you stick your neck out and you be willing to do your own story. Mm-hmm. When they hear it and what happens is, how is anybody's story similar or different? And suddenly they begin to interact. So the ice will be broken if your people are really hesitant and say, well, I'll just go ahead and start it so you'll know what it is and y'all can decide if this is what you want to do. Now, you got in our group here, Bill Roberts and Larry Malone that I met a little over 10 years ago, and we sat down, about four of us, and we mapped each person's story in a morning. Well, Bill Roberts goes back. We don't have a core story book. We don't have any materials. He just goes back and he starts doing it. So it's not complicated. So Bill can comment. On that, it's not complicated, but we have tools that can help people. It's not rocket science. It's listening compassionately, and we've got the tools to just map it. We've got video, the training video. And Bill didn't have any training video, did you, Bill? You just yeah, I, you no, I, I would like to add to that, the theory and, and just affirm what you said. I was blown away. When my story was done, uh, I went back home and I was uh, hours away from there. And I just had to start mapping people's stories. And if you think that you have to be a counselor or something to to do this, that's big error number one. In, anybody can do it. And you're, you'll hear next week a little bit, or not, not next week, our next podcast, we'll be talking about how you can help people 
dig deeper once you have the core story you can really see how it's affected your life and that gets into the small group experiences that we've developed for the heart table and, and for now i'll just i'll let it go with that i'd like to tell you a little story about how this has worked for me and a group of men that that they're part of my church but they're you know I'm, i meet with them once a week about a year and a half ago i told them about core story and they all agreed that because I, I was a friend and I was telling them about it, that they were willing to want to experience this as a group. So we decided that my friend Bill, you know, Terry's the master at this, but Bill has really done hundreds of stories of people. So I asked Bill if he would be willing to use a Zoom conference call to map each of the stories of each guy in this group. Well, the very first session, we had one of the men was brave enough to volunteer to have a story done. And after Bill basically asked the questions of that man that they answered, and then all the other men were able to comment just a little bit on how that was, they understood that story or they didn't relate with it at all. But then at the end of the call, here's the important part. I asked my friends, if anyone was willing to volunteer for next week to be the person who did their story. What happened, Bill? Every single one of them tried to volunteer to be next. <laughs> it was, they all responded immediately at the same time on the Zoom call. Oh yeah, I'd like to. So you got six or seven men's voices at the same time saying, yeah, yeah, that's me. So there's a part of this that really, really is appealing to a very deep part in a person. When you experience another person's core story, you know you have information about the most important story that has formed the basis of who they have become in life. Yeah. When a group of people understand that collectively as a group, it's the most powerful foundation that I know of that can be established that allows friendship, real friendship, authenticity, truth. And yeah. literally people start to cohabit the other people's story yes. because they become a part of it as soon as they hear it. It's a basic need, Larry. Everybody wants to be understood. Everybody wants, if you do it, I've done it one-on-one, -on -one, I've did two, I've done it in groups. It's one of the most powerful things. That's why the heart table material that we have puts people in a setting for authentic conversation. And it's just mind-blowing because people don't meet people that where they can have a real conversation. It gives you language. It gives people language that they don't have about their own story. So there is something powerful that is experiential. Yes. It's not an intellectual process. It's a heart, soul, and mind process in a safe place. There's something that happens. Don't misunderstand this as you have to, you know, just unveil every, everything that's ever happened to you, whether it's come. No, there's basic information of how your formation happened and you get to choose what you 
how you respond to those questions. So there is no no probing. Uh, this know, is not a probing thing, like what you said. No. Yeah, yeah. And, and it really is a safe process. It, it, you 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 have to experience it. <laughs> In, in order to understand that it's not only safe for you, but it's safe for the other people that are involved in this. Mm-hmm. And something special happens among those, those persons that enables them to really connect at a, at, at a whole new level. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, I, I want to thank you for that just kind of synopsis of what Core Story is. We're developing materials right now to help you as an individual. If you have a group of people that you want to do this with. That's what we're right now. We're working behind the scenes to deliver that to you. But excitingly, we also have a uh, Terry coming out with the core story book, which is going to be really cool. And he's going to, if you want, Terry, can you tell us a little bit about that? This is so exciting. It's easy to do. Bill Roberts went home and did it. He's done 300 stories in just the last few years. And one of the things I love, Bill, about your story is you go home and you did it with your daughter. And you'll have to tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved it. And really, it's the heart of what ha- how we came to we got to do this together. It can't just. Yeah. So she says, okay, now I know a story. So what? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we'll get so, more into that. But so so how, how do they, Terry, how do, how do they get a hold of this book? I mean, obviously, I, I don't know. You know, if we're going to be selling on the hearttable.org There's store, hearttable.org and then coachinglifematters.org. Yeah. There are stories. There's a heart table video that will be up on the heart table. That's on my website. It's all about story with PTSD, soldiers, people threatening suicide. So go to our websites, hearttable.org for materials. If you want to know some videos, see some visual stories, short documentaries, you can go to coachinglifematters.org. Yeah, and, and we could probably put that up also as a resource and direct direct uh, people to you. So we'll, we'll make sure that happens. So guys, as a wrap, is there anything else you want to talk about of the why is core story so important? Just, just to reiterate that, why is doing a core story so important? Terry, could you take that one? Okay, let me... Let me just say this. I have done stories like in Israel and India, the sex traffic trade, where there are no stars. There are no Mm. stars in there. And that's stunning. And when I go to the board and I put a red star on the person's name who has nobody in their life that they have any experience with who valued them, Mm. I said, what I've learned is the greatness is a human being. You're greater than all this pain, all this pain. And you see light in their eyes. Hmm. The great, see, see, that's what people don't know. What phenomenal creatures a human being is. And, and of course, behind a creature is a creator. And yes. people are spiritual beings. They're physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual. So we're not pushing religion, but we are talking about a living relationship that gives people time to think and ask their questions to people that are searching. The core story process, the heart table, is about a journey for people who are processing what's really real, what's really true. And they're looking for hope. Of all the times in our life right now, across the world, people are desperate. 
and they're crying out for help. What Larry and Bill and Marcus and I and others, we're just walking out with some light, and that light is in the human beings, and there's a spirit behind them. And when that spirit connects with the spirit behind it all, which is a creator, something happens that's mysterious. And when you sit in a group and do your story, you will experience it. You can't really tell them about it. So you got to, this is not just an intellectual thing. This is an experiential encounter with your head, your heart, and your gut. So what do you got to lose? You know, find a few <clears> friends, <throat> a few friends that are close yeah. friends and say, let's do this. Yeah. And you can take the book and go through it and you can do it with three or four. Awesome. Right, Bill? You can do it. But uh, we want to be of help to y'all. And we've got resources and materials that have, over the last several years have been prepared for this time. Yeah, I think that's a good summation of uh, this episode. And again, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts, the Heart Table team here. Uh, we're just so thankful that you're listening in. And we ask you continue to listen in and get encouraged because really we're going to be shifting from just educating you on what we do to topics that we hope can really give you hope. Many stories, interviews, diving deep on certain subjects. So sky's the limit. We're new at this. This is our third podcast, but we're excited that we're on this journey with you. And I want to say again, Happy New Year if we haven't said Happy New Year to you. And thanks for listening in. Well, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Hard Table Podcast. You know, at the end of episode three, Larry came to me and said, uh, you know, Marcus, I, I, I would love to tell you a story about my Heart Table group who all went through the core story process. And it's a story about a man named Luis. And Luis is a, actually a homeless man that Larry had in his group. So I'm going to share this really amazing testimony about Luis and Larry is the one sharing it. And I just wanted to include that in episode three as a bonus. So here's the story of Luis doing his core story. Last Saturday, I met with the group of men that I normally meet with weekly. These are also men who have gone through the core story process and know one another's core story. So we meet at this park that's nearby. A man started coming around a few months ago that has become part of our group. He happens to be a homeless veteran. His name is Luis. We, over a, a few sessions, we have really learned a lot about his early core story. We know one another's, but this last Saturday, Luis, at his check-in time, was telling us about an agonizing decision that he had to make this Christmas to go visit his mother, 94 years old. The problem is that he's from an extremely dysfunctional family, which is not that surprising. And his 94-year-old mother is surrounded and protected by a lot of people in his family that either detest him or have rejected him. Again, he's a homeless veteran. So he said, this is what he said that just shook me to the core. He said, I have to go see my mother for Christmas because God will never forgive me if I don't. And I go, 
Now, my core story includes a severance from my mother and father in the last years of their life. And it includes people who dysfunctionally have protected that situation. It's probably not nearly as extreme as what Louise had, but I felt simpatico empathy for him. I didn't say anything right then, but I knew that this was on my heart because I knew his part of his story and I knew my own. And so when I got home a couple hours later after mentioning this to my wife, I was troubled by it. And I called one friend that is part of this group who actually has helped Luis and also knows his phone number. So I contacted my friend and just simply asked for his phone number. And I called him. This is a few hours after we met. And I said, Luis, I have to confide something in you and I have to ask something of you. When you said that God would not and could not forgive you if you didn't go visit your mother, here's what I know that you need to do. Luis, you need to become very quiet and you need to spend as much time with God as you possibly can because you need to open up your heart to God so that God can either confirm this thing that you believe or make a lie out of it. And if, if it is a lie, God will help you form a plan of how you might connect with your mother in this terribly difficult situation. And so Louise told me, he said, Larry, I will. I will. I will do this. I, I will go to God with this. A few hours later, I got a text from Louise and a phone call. He told me he had shared his heart with God and that God had given him a plan of how he was going to approach members of his family in order to have time to visit his 94-year-old and probably soon to pass on mother. And in that process, God also made a complete lie out of what Louise said that God would not or could not forgive him ever if he didn't go visit his mother. My core story connected with Louise's core story convicted me that I had to reach out to him and give him this message. He heard the message. He heard God through the message. He spent several hours with God and came out with a plan that at this very moment, he is on his way to go visit his mother. So this is the power of shared story. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Larry. That was, that was a great testimony and is a reminder that everybody has a story to tell and there comes healing from that. So again, thank you. Thank you again for listening to the Heart Table podcast. You know, the concept of the Heart Table has been in development for approximately 10 years. 
You know, its focus is on helping people uncover the story of their lives piece by piece. As individuals move through the seasons of their lives, they experience wounds to the soul. Some are large and some are small. Nevertheless, those wounds impact each of us in ways which are generally hidden from our view. By remembering the stories of our lives, we have an opportunity to experience healing. One of our slogans at the heart table is that only God can heal a broken heart, but you have to give them all the pieces. Through the use of story prompters, participants are guided to recall their own stories and view them through the eyes of their heart. You know, as we approach our descent, finishing up the heart table program, which, you know, we're working hard to do, we will start notifying you how you can either use the program with your own life group, church, organization, or somehow be involved. To do that, we just ask you to simply go online to hearttable.org and fill out a simple form right on the homepage we have for you. If you hear something in this program that touches your heart or you believe in what we're doing, there are two ways you can help us. One, we greatly need your prayers. We ask that you pray that God use this program to bring spiritual healing to those in need, to those who have those soul wounds. Or two, as God leads, we ask you to consider giving to our cause. We are a 501c3 and we rely on donations to operate, to market, and to print the works that we'll be printing so we can make these heart table materials available to organizations, churches, universities, people who want to start their own heart table group, and even the world, if God wills, through our virtual meetups and in-person small groups. We are so thrilled that you are on this journey with us. We're excited that we are here and that you have considered joining this mission. So thanks again for listening to Heart Table, and we're signing off. Episode 3, The Core Story Process. This has been Heart Table with William Roberts, Terry Smith, Larry Malone, and Marcus Miazzo. Edited by Randy Strew for Envision Podcasting and copyright 2021 to Heart Table. For more information, visit hearttable.org.